Hello world and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer and you are listening to the podcast Coulda Woulda Shoulda where I focus on not living in regret and forming high functioning habits. I want to inspire you to transform your thoughts for a happier and higher functioning life. We are what we think and we get lost in limiting beliefs. We don't eat well, we don't take charge of our money, manage our commitments and then wonder why we are stressed, overweight, in pain and unhappy with our lives. I haven't met anyone that can't change their mind. That's why I always say, see you on the flip side, as I want to journey with you on coming out the other side. Side of what you might ask? Well, that's up to you. Good morning, world, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me here today. It is a very emotional day for me today. I am losing one of my kids. I'm losing one of my students. Um, We've had a lovely young lady here from Germany doing a... uh, Uh, student work program here really close to our home and we've had her for a number of months and she just is you know sometimes you just meet people and they just touch your life and and touch your heart and Clarissa definitely was that for us Um, we have three three amazing students and actually uh, we've just brought on a a fourth one for the summer Uh, as Clarissa's leaving Cato has come to us for the summer and we all had dinner last night together Cato to get to know everybody and us to say goodbye to to closer he's leaving today and it just it just kind of makes you look at your life what you attract into it the joy that people bring and uh people coming and going in circumstances and it really just kind of made me um made me think one of the things i was talking to you about my with my coach this morning and it's kind of interesting now because i've the last couple of weeks i've been doing my podcast right after my coaching session on uh, wednesday mornings it's like a first thing in the morning thing i do with him and it's been fantastic because I have, you know, we talk about the week moving forward, some issues that are going on, you know, it's just, it's what coaching is. I mean, you're dealing with your life, with your personalities, your perspectives, you know, what you see, the learning opportunities. And so it always gives me something amazing to podcast right afterwards because my mindset and everything is already in that place. I'm in that place of growing and sharing and awareness. So it's been, it's been really wonderful. So I've just have a, about half an hour here and then they're going to be home. My husband's taking her out to the airport to pick up a car that she's rented and she's going to do a little across BC into Alberta road trip, drop the car, uh, you know, one way rental into the airport in Calgary and, uh, and then fly to Toronto from there a few days with friends and then off back home to Germany. And luckily, I think we've already convinced her to come back next year, <laughs> which we would just love. She's just she's just such a lovely young lady who stepped out of her comfort zone, which is why she didn't stay for the whole summer, from what we understand. When we, uh, you know, when she first arrived and realized she loved it here, and she was like, "Why didn't I stay longer?" And I asked her about that, and because she had the whole summer, and it was like she was, she really felt this three months was going to be so long, and it went so quickly. It just went so quickly because. She didn't want to miss anything. I am so proud of her. At every opportunity, she went to have an adventure. Never just stayed home to do nothing if she didn't have to. Was always up regardless of how out of her comfort zone it was and how much she kind of had to step into her own power. Went off, made friends, did new adventures, and and just experienced as much as she could. And in fact, we're sending her off right now. And instead of camping for the first couple nights, we're going to send her up to... Um, my family's home in Penticton, and said, you know, same thing. There's a lot to experience up here. It's wine country, it's lake country. Spend two or three days with your girlfriend and know that you've got, you know, a safe, comfortable place to come at night and sleep, but go out and have these new adventures. And 
and there's just there's still so much more for her to experience and to take home with her on this trip. So we're really excited for her, but I know there's going to be a few tears here in the next hour. But one of the things that uh, came up this week as well, and because Clarissa is not a problem, she is just a joy to be celebrated. And despite it being sad that she's leaving us, um, we've made a connection there for the rest of our lives, someone that uh, that we will definitely will always have memories of and hopefully we'll be able to keep in touch with over the years. But it's been a very interesting week in the fact that a uh, few epiphanies and uh, some behavior modification. So as you know, if you've been listening to the last few shows, I'm reading the four agreements and I just read the fifth agreement, the book that was written a few years later. And what's nice about the fifth agreement, for those of you that haven't read the first agreement, I'm just going to grab the author for you so I can remember who he is. Miguel something or another, I believe it is. Um, he recaps all the four agreements in the second book, The Fifth Agreement. Now, if you enjoy reading or audiobooks, please, please, please get the four agreements first. Because how he deals with the simplicity of those agreements and how society affects us and the psychological um, influence that we have over our lives on us from childhood forward. He doesn't get into all of that in the second book. So I, I highly recommend still the first book. But if you need the cliff notes <laughs> and you're not willing to, to do the work the first time uh, with the first book, you might maybe decide to delve into it after afterwards, then at least get the second book, The Fifth Agreement, because he recaps the four agreements and then talks about the, the fifth agreement. And it really is making a change in my, in my way of thinking. Solidifying some things, opening my mind to other things. And here's a couple things that happened this week. Problems are opportunities to grow in, as an individual. And if you can accept that and believe in that and work with that in your life, you would be amazed how much further you can move forward. Most people look at problems and just as a problem and will do anything they can to avoid them. They will spend three hours to avoid doing the two hours work or whatever. I am not so much that person. Yes, I still, we're all human, we have these tendencies, but I tend to be a bit of a fixer. No, I am a fixer. <laughs> Any of my friends that listen to this podcast will probably laughing going, tend to be. I'm a fixer. Uh, a solution. I shouldn't say a fixer. I'm a solution-oriented person. My husband, bless his heart, is a fixer. There's a problem. How can he fix it? He just wants to fix it for you. That's how he shows his love and his care and concern, and it's, he's hardwired that way. I need to find solutions. I think I might have mentioned in last week's podcast about the fact that I'm this lawsuit that my husband and I have been in for 13 years due to a bad real estate investment. I had to do some forms last week and it caught me on a, a time when the week I wasn't in a good place. The week was crammed and it came out of the blue and someone asked me to do something that I absolutely had no experience how to do. And there were tears. <laughs> there was anxiety and I, I did not handle it well. So when things had to be done again, and Friday, things had to be, you know, affidavits had to be uh, renotarized. And then this week, we had another deadline for a bunch of documents, sent them all off, got feedback that I was missing, you know, 100 pages of attachments. Instructions just weren't really clear. I had already woken up in the, I didn't made a decision. I was going to look after it in the morning, and I made a decision how I was going to react to the situation. This was just because I was, again, in the car listening to the fifth five agreements. I was going to choose, I said to myself, how I emotionally reacted to the situation. We were not having another meltdown like last week. 
Because I chose that, I've already now chosen an emotional response. But I truly believe as well, when you choose to be better, to be more, to be, the universe answers as well. And so what I found was because I wasn't going to fight it, I was going to do it and work through it. Now I just needed to solve these problems. How do you add a hundred and some odd pages into a already signed affidavit that's been scanned into in a PDF? So I'm looking at all this and my girlfriend is one of my colleagues that is in this lawsuit with us. She's down in the States and she's got a scanner, obviously, that you feed it like a printer. Well, mine is not. I have an old, older scanner because I don't use it very often that is literally one page at a time. And it's just a standalone scanner. It's not attached to a printer or anything. So it's lift the lid, lay the piece of paper, close the lid, scan, next. I got ready for a solid hour for a dinner party on Sunday while my husband scanned the two affidavits. That's how long it took. And now we're talking hundreds of pages of more. I was like, oh my, there's got to be a solution. I'm, of course there is. Adobe sells a PDF Pro program that allows you to take multiple PDFs and join them into one document. $72 solved everything in my day yesterday. Everything, including having someone send us one of the documents in Word where I could remove the signature page, save the rest of the document as a PDF, take the signature page, create a PDF, and then use the PDF joiner to create a complete document again. It was brilliant. So when my husband got home from work early in the afternoon, I was like, I just like you to know, I'd like you to be proud of me, please. This is how it, what happened today. And I did not have another mental mate breakdown. And he's looking at me. For me, it was just money is something to be used to solve problems. I enjoy money. I enjoy making it. I enjoy spending it to solve problems in my life or to, 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 uh, provide needs in my life, but it doesn't drive me. So for me, it's funny that we should, I'm going to make a segue here because talking with my coach, we were having a conversation about how I was doing our, our yearly budget. And I, something happened where I was $10,000 short. And I was like, are you kidding me? What, what happened here? There was a source of income that wasn't coming in. And I was like, I didn't see that one. Somehow I missed it when I was doing our budget planning. And my coach asked me in the scheme of things, Shelly, is the $10,000 important? I had to think about that for a minute. He says, well, you just, yes or no. I says, no, I'm not 21 anymore. Where $10,000 might, the answer might be knee jerk is a yes. No, I have a completely different perspective. I'm like, no, the $10,000 in the scheme of things is not a lot of money. However, the $900 a month that I assumed was there that we're doing other things in the budget to compensate for, I'm now just breaking even again and there should have been extra there. Like, so yes, it was, it's, it's significant. However, that really wasn't the problem. The problem was my attitude around the situation where the money wasn't coming from. It wasn't about the money at all. It was what was causing the lack of the $10,000 into the budget. And I really had to stand back and look at that for a few minutes going, good point because money does not drive me. I will not take a bad client just to get a paycheck unless I was starving on the street. But in my life in general, it's not a driving force for me. I like it. I appreciate it. I stress about it. I was raised in a family that, you know, is very budget oriented and I can't just like a lot of people just 
ignore without a lot of practice and awareness the upbringing that made me the way I am about money. You know, my concern for it, the need to manage it, to treat it respectfully, uh, to, you know, those things are ingrained, just like my religious beliefs from my childhood. And it took a lot of time to, to reevaluate how money plays a part in my life. So this goes back to problems or just opportunities uh, to grow as an individual, you know, and you always want to be asking yourself, what next? Well, normally I kind of can sometimes spiral down the rabbit hole when I start getting into budget situations and get dealing with money and that causes a conflict with my husband and I, I'm not going to lie. 20 years of marriage, it is always something that keeps coming up between us. We have very different, because we have very different attitudes about it. But at the same token, there is also the acceptance like finding the P just paying for the PDF joiner. It's like, I am done thinking that I'm going to go spend three hours at Staples, scan all these hard copy documents. First, I had to print out the 300 documents on my printer in order to go scan them to send them right back to someone. I'm thinking, no, 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 no. There's money has got to be able to solve this problem with technology. Someone has invented the technology. All I have to do is put my money on the line to purchase that technology. There has to be a way. Fairly simple for those of you that are really good with the sort of IT and tech stuff. You're probably shaking your head going, seriously, and this woman runs a business. But you know what? I'm not going to lie. It just hasn't come up. I haven't needed. I work in accounting. I do not join documents. Everything is fresh. Financials are always printed off fresh. This is a very simple situation. But if you can handle the simple situations, then the bigger situations start to become easier and easier. And that is why my coach and I were talking today about problems or opportunities to grow. They are not something to always be like, oh my gosh, not another one. No, you should be asking yourself, okay, this too can be solved and what's next? Now, I'm speaking to people that obviously listen to this podcast and are looking to change their minds to grow as, in, as individuals. So you're the audience I'm speaking to. People that have, you know, are not wanting to change their belief systems and don't, you know, they'd rather sit around gossiping about what's going on in their lives versus changing it. We talked about that last week, remember? Um, leaving it or changing it or accept, fix it, accept it or leave it. I'm talking to the people that this makes sense to. So this, let's, you know, let's right out of the gate be clear on that. If you are the person that wants to be growing and moving forward, then you need that paradigm shift in your way of thinking, Okay. The other thing we talked about this morning was doing what we do and who we're doing it for. Now, we got into a whole bunch of conversations that I won't tell the, all the stories about, you know, t talking about the money, talking about marital stuff, talking about a client, uh, the situation in, in my life with, um, with my kids. And we were talking about, you know, why we do what we do. In other words, I was actually gave him an example of something I was hoping I was going to fix. And he was fix, really? That's the word you're using? Everything we do, and I do believe this, it's just sometimes I don't, we don't as human beings, and I, I know I certainly don't, don't always roll it all the way back to our, to our own reactions, is what we do, what I do, I do for myself, always, always. It doesn't make you a bad person, and that's probably one of the places that people really get hung up on, because they, they when they say that out loud, they're like, well, that makes me sound so selfish and self-absorbed. I'd like you to turn that limiting belief around and say, no, it makes you self-aware. If you can be aware that what you do is for yourself and that you're the only, you're the common denominator in every situation, 
And what you think about other people thinking about you even is just you thinking what they're thinking. It doesn't make it real. That when you do things, it's usually to solve a problem or something in your life. And problem may not be the right word, but for instance... I needed a husband that was happier and I needed to stop circling the drain about negative feelings. So when I brought him Chinese food, who was I doing it for, him or me? I know it sounds great and I could, you know, be like, oh, aren't I a great wife? I brought him dinner. But really, I did it for myself because I wanted something solved. I wanted him to feel better so that I felt better. And... I wanted a relationship to get back on a, on a good balance of, of, of love and communication. See? All about me. <laughs> so the other last little point I want to make, and, um, and then I'm actually going to podcast on this about being intentional, is the reason I want you to open up and think about these things is so that you are intentional with your actions. We don't always want to be, be unconscious and unaware of what we are doing, how we are feeling, and reacting to the world around us. All right, have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you again for joining me today, and remember to focus on not living in regret. I invite you to subscribe to my show so you don't miss a thing. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at either High Functioning Habits or Living Well with Shell. And I invite you to leave a rating on my show about what you like best or message me with something you'd like me to speak on next. Remember, willpower will only get you so far then you better have a plan.